this crap. Right. Now, now, we, now we got microphones on. Yeah, we got microphones on <laughs> now. Hi there. And we're going to hear you on our first day, our first show. Okay. So we are so excited um, to have Wendy Rieger in studio with us. And I'm so excited to be in your new studio. I'm so excited that I made the cut for the first day. Absolutely. Yeah. You are like I a national like, treasure to us. I, I, well, just start calling me Big Smoke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Why do we call you Big Smoke? Is there a... Well, that's because I was dating a guy, and he was always talking about these big uh, kahunas that were... Um, does that mean balls? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we mean cigars? <laughs> he was talking about that. I thought it was a wave in Hawaii. But anyway, uh, he, he, was, he was talking about... Uh, this is going well. <laughs> we're off to a great start. <laughs> he was talking about... These guys who are big movers and shakers in the business who built, who really built this town. And he mm. would talk about certain developers and say, he's big smoke. And I loved that phrase. And he would, that was just the way he talked. He was a, he was in commercial real estate. Does that and mean smoke, no fire? Or does that mean? Just big smoke, meaning you are, you have, deal. you have so much fire that you are from a distance. They see your smoke. You're big smoke. I love that. Wendy, big so, smoke, uh, Rieger. Uh, yeah, big smoke, Rieger. Or you, or you can call me Milady. Either okay. one. <laughs> either one. They're both very different on the spectrum, but well, either one. Wendy, that's actually one of the things I want to ask you because you are so real and honest and funny. You've been in this business for a long time. How does it feel to be a big smoke and be the fabric of DC? Like you are legendary. Aww. Well, you are. Hey, can you go talk? Talk to Channel Four. <laughs> yeah, I'm your agent. <laughs> because because the thing that I think keeps me real is your employers. All the all they want you to do is not feel like you're a big deal. You know, they want to you to to they want you to know you're loved, mm -hmm. and they want you to know that they value you. But they, you know, I think this business, this industry, kind of tamps you down. And if not, there's always an email that comes in and says, "Please, Miss Rieger, I've watched you for years and just love you, but I have to tell you, <laughs> the way you're wearing your hair makes you look very old. And don't ever wear that dress again that you wore on Thursday. It just makes you look fat. And you're better than that." So how often so do then, you get so mean you emails? Say, so, so Kelly, so, so Big Smoke, I, not so much. I, but <laughs> I then you like, probably get I the feel emails. Like I'm a match, you know. <laughs> A little bit of smoke. But then you probably get the emails, though, of people that are saying, like, you affected no. me. Oh, no. Then, then okay. I, here's the other, here's the right. other ones. You're hot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're hot. That's awesome. Hey, will you go out with me? What's it take to get a date with you? You're hot. I thought, well, <laughs> stop calling me hot, you know, unless you're, uh, you know, uh, Patrick. Uh, who's the guy that was Mick? Mick uh, Patrick Dempsey? Yes. yes. There you go. Dreamy. <laughs> or at this point, I mean, it's so it's it's really a, a, a wide variety that you wouldn't touch. You know, it's not none of it's helpful, but it, but it's lovely. I do. You know, I do. Disclaimer. We love hearing from our fans. Yeah. And of course, we love our fans. <laughs> How do you um, take that? Because you've gotten, you know, emails and I'm sure letters before email of people, you know, who are watching you. Clearly, they're invested, but giving you kind of critiques on. Your well, hair actually, and your clothes. You know, and... I, what you do now, I mean, I've been in the business for 40 years. I've been at Channel 4 for 31. What you do is, um, sorry, if I don't have a thick skin by now, and mo people rarely criticize me. I, I'll get that once in a great while. And often it's from a friend that goes, oh, honey, that dress looked terrible the other night. You know, just don't mm -hmm. wear that again. And it's like, I know, but I'm not Cher. So when I go on the air with something that looks good in the bedroom mirror, <laughs> and then you suddenly get on TV and go, whoa, wow, yikes. <laughs> Because television, the camera, the two-dimensionality of mm -hmm. television can really alter a pattern 
or a shape or, or your, your boobs or whatever. <laughs> and you suddenly think, oh, my God, what happened to me in the drive-in? <laughs> and um, so, but it's not like I've got wardrobe, can bring Miss Rieger's other dress, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, uh, what I do like is um, sometimes when women will write me about something that's, that's kind of like a girlfriend thing. Like the other day, which I'm getting a lot lately, is I've been cutting, I had my hair cut really short and it's been growing out. And so I'm getting a lot of, oh my God, I'm loving your hair. Who cuts it? And oh my God, I love your highlights and what have you. So I love, because ha- it's like having a, a girlfriend, uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know? And I just told this woman, I said, oh my God, you know, I, I do my own color and my own highlights. I actually do. Do you really? For 10 years, 10 or 12 years, yeah. I do this on my own only because, and I just told this woman that, uh, Jennifer, the other day, and she said, um, oh, my God, you're kidding. You rock. They look amazing. And I, I, I wrote back, well, you can do yours, too. I know sometimes I want to say, I'll come over to your house and show you how to do it. Now, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's some customer yeah. service. Jennifer, and she goes, I'm paying $300. I have to have them done every two weeks because of my, my roots are growing out. It's like, honey, I know. And I just could never get in. You know, I'd call and they'd say, oh, God, I want to help you, Wendy, but, you know, can you come in at 5 o'clock on Thursday? It's like, no, I'm on TV. I can't. Right, <laughs> so then you end up going to CVS and buying a box. Do you really buy it out of a box? Yep. Yep. And I've done all of this stuff that comes to you through Instagram, you know, like, yeah. hey, come through. You, well, it, They're all the same. They are no different than L'Oreal. CVS in a box and with my extra bucks from my CVS. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I just got five dollars in extra bucks the other day and my life is so nutty right now that when I got that extra bucks thing, I, I had to go sit down for a second. <laughs> I thought this oh my God. this is like the highlight of my day. I just got five extra bucks from CVS. Yeah. And then and then I do my I do the uh, I do my roots one day, like a Saturday, and then my hair's just a little bit, because I try to do a darker base. And then on Sunday, I do my highlights. Is it an every week thing? And what, what, no. Would you share what product you use? Yeah, it's just L'Oreal. I use uh, the L'Oreal Champagne highlights that uh, I just found, because I'm having a hard time finding this particular one, because it's a, you mix it into a paste, and they'll give you the thing that you pull the hair through the cap. Throw that away immediately. <laughs> and do, I, apparently I was doing that, was it Bailage, by, by Bailage or whatever? I just use my fingers with the gloves on it. And you go to a, a hair supply place like Sally's Hair Supply and get good gloves that fit you tightly. And ah. then I scoop it with my fingers and just pull it out and just do this with my fingers. And you oh, look wow. at yourself and think, I need a highlight here. I need one here. I need one over here. I need one here. And don't do underneath because the sun doesn't get to the underside of your hair. It doesn't. So I'm telling you, I have had girlfriends beg me to do their hair. And I'm like, I'm not touching your hair. Right. If I mess up my hair, it's on my head. Right. right. If I mess up your head, it, it's your hair is off with my head. So <laughs> I am not do, going near you. Plus, you, and then you learn, um, and this is, I'm sure people are like, all right, what's on, uh, what's on CNN right now? <laughs> no, but, but, but you learn whether you pull gold, if you pull red, if you right. pull gold. I've really, wow. when I talk to my, the guy's cutting my hair, Ira. Um, when I talk to Ira, I'll say, you know, I've been, I'm starting to pull a little bit of red and he'll say, yeah, I'm noticing that as I'm cutting it. Cause he says, I rock it. My hairstylist says, I'm not, you don't need, you're, you're doing your color beautifully. Well, we assume you're like TV lady, right? You probably go so, to some boutique in Georgetown or So like, actually, whatever. no, I go to Ira Ludwig up in, uh, up in Bethesda. Huh. I've been going to him for like 400 years. And, <laughs> but Ira will say, why don't you, I say, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking of maybe mixing a little bit of ash in it just to kind of cool down the, 
And he'd say, yeah, but don't go above a seven and a half and, or, or, you know, whatever. It's wow. fun. Yeah. It's actually fun. And you just do it, you know, one morning before, you know, before you're reading the paper and you let it sit for like 45 minutes and you take a shower and you get on with your day. You can be a YouTube star. You know, that's what they do these days. I'm too old to be a YouTube no, star. Not. Why not? Why not? I thought YouTube. My mother like, goes onto YouTube to learn how to apply makeup and lipstick. And she's mm. in her 70s. If you, I mean. That could be, I could do that. That could. could be my next career. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag influencer. Hi, yes. Yeah. Highlights Wendy. <laughs> Wendy's highlights. And all your beauty secrets. Oh God! I, I yeah, mean, ice ice your eyes. You need eye, eye big ice pack for your eyes. Do you have one of those Eskimo packs that you like wear at night? No, I actually have a big thing that I use for my knee when I when I <laughs> tore my rotator cuff. It's like this big square. It's like a pillow, and I just I just put this whole thing on my face. It's like make it all go go away, make it all go down and away. Spending um, thirty one <laughs> years on television and like having to be judged and have that whole thing go on. How did you have you not gone crazy with people this whole time for three plus decades critiquing your appearance as a human? I can give you a list of men I've dated who will tell you I am crazy. (laughs) I have gone crazy. I went crazy about fifteen years ago. Um, Again, you have to have a you have to have a thick skin, Mm -hmm. and you have to know what what your center is and and what's good for you. And sometimes it's helpful. Like I said, when when someone says that dress looks like crap on you, and it's like you know Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure, but thanks, the votes are in, and I. Uh. And it's going to uh, goodwill, and it can look like crap on someone else now. Uh, uh, but um, <laughs> uh, you just sometimes I think the, the the person that I'm really trying to impress is me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at myself on camera. There are days when I just don't, especially when my allergies are acting up and my whole face puffs up and my eyes puff up and it won't go down. And I still have to go on the air, and you have to put makeup on, yeah. and the makeup just seems to highlight it even more. And I'll sit there, and I actually will be really self-conscious, and I just want to like get the camera off and get it off and get it off, get it off, get it off me. <laughs> don't, be a don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, I, it's those are bad days, and those are days where I just kind of slink on the air and slink off. You know, I still sell it and 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 do what I'm supposed. I'm being paid to do, but I am really miserable. And wow. then I have days. No, I mean I am really miserable, and I do not want to be there. And I've had days where my allergies are so bad and I my face is so my eyes are so puffy that I've called in sick because I just I can't, I'm not camera ready. Bad yeah. face day. Bad face day. These yeah, are the yeah, things yeah. that you have to think about in yeah. TV. And and it's not like you just go in the makeup room and Whoa, look at me now. It's magic. No. She's got a I'm the canvas and if the canvas is all puffy and wrinkled, it's not <laughs> it you can you can put I don't care how much you can put Armani on that and it's not going to it's not going to look good. But the days that I do look good, and what I'm finding is like uh, almost like an athlete. I've been doing a, sort of a, a keto esque diet the last couple because I want to lose 20 pounds by my by my birthday in the next three months, and uh, so I've lost a little bit of weight, and that helps. And as a result, with keto and w- when you watch what you eat, I'm not eating all the salt, no sugar, drinking a I mean an ocean of water every day, and it's actually gotten easier. So I have to. As I age, I have to really view this as an athlete, that you're on TV, and in order to look good there, you really have to be disciplined. How did you find and land on keto? Because there's always so many fad diets, and how do you stick with it? Because it seems like well, it's a really complex thing. And, I, and, I, and I, I'm a keto drinker. Okay, that's where I'm getting my carbs. <laughs> okay. And I understand yeah. that uh, 
that uh, that it, I understand the alcohol. Even if it's I was like, going to ask you about that. It was like, well, there's no carbs in vodka. It's like, yeah, but that when it hits your bloodstream, it's going to change your chemistry a little bit in your bloodstream. So whatever. And I tend to be a wine drinker and a bourbon and a bourbon drinker. So I really have to sip my bourbon if I'm having a bourbon once or twice a week. And uh, darling, my Manhattans are now dry, and <laughs> I, I I just can't. So uh, I picked it because carbs, low carbs are, I think, really the most optimum diet for uh, the, the human animal. And um, it's easy for me to, to, cut out, to cut out carbs. I think we eat a lot of bad carbs and a lot of simple sugars and simple carbs. So that was just easier for me. I don't have to overthink it. And I know it's four carbs and a glass of wine, so I have one glass of wine. And, you know, it's just you have to change your relationship with food. Yeah. I'm sure Max Scherzer makes the same sacrifices for his craft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm following him. Uh, I want to ask you, one of my most favorite times of talking with you um, is when um, when uh, you called in and Jim Vance, Jim oh. Vance and his passing. And actually, I've that had you. You were incredible and you were so, so real raw. and honest. Ooh. I've had people come to me and say, I remember hearing that on the radio. Oh, you can make me cry. I, I don't, oh I'm not God, trying to make that you. That was uh, one of the most raw. I'm, I'm crying. I'm again. sorry. I don't I'm that's okay. Puffy. You're going to get puffy <laughs> yeah. if you not, cry. Oh, my God. I'm not allowed to cry after noon. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, we no, got you. No, that was such. And I was up in. Uh, I was I was up in. I was about to get on a plane to come back. Yep. Because we were doing that day. That was Monday morning. Mm-hmm. He died Saturday. And we were. Uh, I was up in Martha's Vineyard. And uh, I was flying back in a couple of hours mm-hmm. because we were all had to do these tributes on the air, which was the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. The hardest thing to have a camera on you. And, and so I really loved talking to you guys because it was, uh, it was like counseling. You know, it was, it was I, it, because I could just, I had the freedom, again, with radio, I had the freedom to just to just be yeah you know yeah that was rough that and was that's rough. what i wanted to ask you is that was sort of the most it challenging the professional hardest, hardest ever and i fell on my face during my second live shot for cnn when i'd been on tv for like four minutes yeah. and fell on my face in front of the entire country and parts of europe and <laughs> this Wendy. was worse oh this was worse it was and i remember thinking is it's coming up, you just have this feeling of, of like, oh, my God, you have to stare into this camera. And I was able to get through it, and I broke at the very end. But being with you guys, it was, I mean, it really was like, I felt like I was talking to, you know, my siblings. You, you really know? touched yeah. a, a, lot of, a lot of people with, with that. Oh, um, that's sweet. Yeah. And, that's and sweet. was it with Jim, was it because you guys had a, I, I know he was a special person. Um, was it because you had a special relationship or you just knew what a dynamic person he was? I had just seen him three weeks before his death, three weeks on Saturday to the day. And he was at Georgetown Hospital. He had been readmitted. And um, we knew it was bad. But you, as anyone who has watched someone struggling with late-stage cancer, you have you have these wonderful upswings Mm -hmm. and you know that come at you come out of the valley and I went in thinking that we were going to say goodbye to him and that he was going to be at death's door when I saw him from what I had been hearing and they his family had been very careful about who could go in to see him 
So we were, uh, a girlfriend and I, who I work with, Mona, who's known him longer, as long as I have, we were both given permission to go. They said, come on, on Saturday mm-hmm. at 6 o'clock. And we walked in, and Vance was sitting up, and he was Vance. Yeah. Oh. He was he was hungry. He was eating. He was eating his pudding. He, <laughs> he, they told us we had 20 minutes. We were in there for an hour and a half. And he talked the whole time about everything. He was on. It was like we were at a bar. Yeah. It was the best. And when we left, I turned to Mona and I said, wow, I think he might be able to squeeze maybe another six months. You know, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, this was it. And and three weeks later, I mean, that was he was again on an, on a on a mountaintop at that moment, and then of course the valley was was waiting for him in three weeks. Well, six p.m. He, he has to perk up. He, he <laughs> he's wired from six to seven to, to do his thing. He was. I told him I wanted to buy a motorcycle, and because uh, I, I had a, I just bought a house out in Rappahannock County, and I said I want to ride a motorcycle out there. And he rode out there all the time. They would go out into the Shenandoah. And, um, and Rappahannock Valley and, and ride. And he was like, Rieger, I got just the person for you. And I mean, it was just, it was so great. So I think I was not expecting it. Mm-hmm. And I have watched enough people I love die from cancer that I truly wasn't expecting it. And I thought we would have more time. So that Saturday when the call came, it was like, what? No. And then also I think it's just like watching uh, a, a, a big monument just implode. It was, I, I just didn't think anything could kill him. Yeah. I didn't think, I thought he was immortal. And I mean, and in a way, and in metaphorically, he is. Right. But I, and, and also, as soon as it happens, it just changes the planet. Nothing is the same. It's like going from, from color in Oz back to black and white. Right. You know what I mean? It right. was just like instant. Like like someone opened a door and I walked out of Technicolor in reverse back, mm-hmm. you know, back into Kansas. And it was just, it was so weird and it was so, um, um, oh, what's the word? I'm not being very articulate with snot coming out of my <laughs> nose. Um, it was, um, well, it, it also I knew it was going to change us forever. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So I didn't mean to it. make you Sorry. cry. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. You're if the I'm first. Coffee. I'm going to call in sick right now. <laughs> I'm going to coffee tonight. I, I have to go in later. I blow my nose. All right, Tommy, bring us to our happy place. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned men thinking you're crazy. Are you dating? What do you look for in a guy? Oh, do you want us to fix you up with somebody? <laughs> yes, please. Um, I, you know, have this crush on this guy. Who kind of knows it, but he like is like, lady, I can't deal with you right now. It's not Jim and, Handley, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a lot of chemistry. I just wanted to make sure. It's David Culver, <laughs> um, and he's like, uh, you're like 500 years older than me, and, and um, n- no, it's uh, I'm I'm in a real dry spell right now, and that's okay. I it's it's I would rather uh, what someone's grandmother once said, which always is sticks with me is it takes a hell of a man to beat no man at all you know and and i'm at the at this age i've been through many wars and (laughs) i'm really good by myself Mm. and i've got i'm busy and i'm just really good by myself and this thing i learned um the other day just on halloween just inadvertently uh that i'm telling people about and it's slow dancing with a stranger 
I was at. Uh, going to be a great story. Yeah, whatever happens at, actually. I was at, at uh, a pub out in uh, Rappahannock County. Were you in costume? Uh, no, okay. we had been at dinner next door when when we decided after dinner to go next door to. Uh, w- uh, we were in Flint Hill. We thought we'd go next door to Griffin's Tavern, which is like I just love, love, love Griffin's Tavern. And I was there with, with some friends, and we went in, and it was everyone was in costume. It was. Halloween in Griffin's Tavern is the absolute best in Flint Hill. And they always have live bands, you know, almost every night of the week, especially on the weekends. The bands are great. And I go in with uh, with a bunch of friends, and some of them are couples, and we're not in costume, and we are the one-tenth of one percent not in costume. And we're there, and the band's just rocking. And it has been the end of the evening. I've had, you know, we've had wine and stuff. And there's a guy not in costume who's about 20 years younger than me. He's late 30s, standing by the door having a beer. And this great song, great slow dance song came on. And what was I'm, it? Do you remember? I don't remember. But I'm a, a fairly uh, extroverted. I, I don't. I'm I'm not timid at all. If I want something, I'll tell you. So my friends who were couples went all to the dance floor, and I looked over, and here's this guy, and he was cute. And I look over, and I just walked over, and I said, do you want to dance? And sure. And he puts his beer down, and we started slow dancing. And this was the bands playing this long, slow dance. And he had a nice body. I remember his shoulders. He had a, a kind of canvas coat on, and, and it's just... Being in his arms and having his arms around me and our bodies just swaying, it wasn't dirty, wasn't sexual, but it was sensual. And we are tactile animals that need to be touched. And with between the music and the rhythm and just fe- the feel of him in my arms was wonderful. It was so wonderful. And... I kind of had an aha moment then. And the song ended. I looked at him and said, thank you. That was very nice. And he nodded. He went back to, picked up his beer. I went back to the bar, never talked to him again. We had one song, and I will never forget him. Wow. Does that make sense? I kind of need a cigarette after that <laughs> conversation. I don't even smoke. <laughs> So are you gonna try to like? Are you gonna go back to Griffin's and try to like maybe the slow dance stranger will swing by again? No, because it it, it would it's not supposed he's not supposed to. It was supposed to only be that. And I think because I'm older, I understand that. I think young people today, although this is the hookup generation, talk about, you know, <laughs> you. I think you have you have. Uh, Denigrated sex to the point that it not you, but I'm saying yeah. I think what they, I do, they, 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 <laughs> you have ruined sex for our people for this younger generation. No, it, gonna, I think that clip's sex, come back has, at some sex point. has has become so flimsy and cheap and shallow that you forget. You know, hey, you know, I got drunk and he was hot and went back and we, you know, we effed and you know it was great. And the next day we went and had brunch and uh, I don't know, you know. And then you ghost him. Uh, You're millennial. And, uh, um, impression is spot on, by the way. You actually so, even had the accent on brunch. Yeah. <laughs> brunch. And, and uh, especially one that has limitless uh, mimosas. <laughs> uh, 
but to me, I mean, the, the act of sex, and yeah, you can certainly just go, you know, bang your brains out. That's always fun. Well, who doesn't need that once in a while? I get it. And uh, we're human. But, you know, I think you forget the, the dance of, of, of sensuality and the dance between two people who are attracted to each other. There is a dance there. So I would never go back and find him if he happened to be there. You know, depending, you have to re remember that the universe is giving you a lot of kismet moments. Mm -hmm. And once you get one, you don't ask for more. You savor that one and, or, and give thanks. Wow. So, Darling, I'm very deep. You really are <laughs> very deep. So are you... So. You... So no, I'm not dating anybody, yeah. and, uh, and I could use another slow dance. <laughs> Winky wink. Do you, do you use Match, or are you on dating apps, or is it like a friend referral? Like, how does the lady from television get a date? Oh yeah, let's put me on Match, and and how soon before someone's going, when you Rieger's on Match? <laughs> oh, I mean, come on, like I can do that. So, I can't do that. Is it like Fight Club? Is it like friend of a friend referrals? How do you get the date, Wendy Rieger? Uh, well, I, you I, you just run into me, or uh, I don't. No, I wouldn't know how to date me. You, <laughs> you kind of have to be in my space mm -hmm. in a way that I can have a conversation with you or have a, you know relate to you. And then, funny thing, I was at a, a bar near the station after work. I just went wanted a quick glass of wine because who wants to open a glass of wine in their house? And you know, there goes the bottle. I, you know, not that I'm <laughs> going to drink it, but it's like this is going to sit in there forever because I just can only have one. Yeah, so. I went and had a quick glass of wine after work, and was this woman was there meeting a guy that she'd met online, and they were sitting at the bar, and I could see them. So when she went to the bathroom, she came over and went like, "I just want to tell you, you know, I, I think you're great, blah blah blah." Aww. And I've watched you for a lot. Yeah, she's very sweet, and and I'm a big fan. And so I talked to her for a bit, and I said, "Great." And I said, "Is that your husband?" And she goes, "No, I'm. That's our uh, first date." And um, whatever. And I said, "Oh my god, well he's cute." And I said, "You're adorable, and you two make a cute couple." And she said, "Thanks. We, you know, we don't know. We're just, we're just getting to know each other. Whatever. We're just having dinner and whatever." So um, he asked me out. <laughs> Wait, the guy. Hang <laughs> 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 on. I'm, I'm going out with him next. I'm going out with him next week. Are you really? He <laughs> <laughs> was kind of cute. So he he emailed me and said, "Hi, I'm the guy that was on a first date with uh, that woman," and. Um, <laughs> I was just wondering if, if you know, if, if you would like to have a, a drink sometime or dinner. And, um, I, I, you know, I stared at that for a second and thought, um, do I say, well, did that one not work out? And, and then I thought, hey, you know, it's war out there. It's the a jungle. <laughs> hey, lady, you know, you snooze, you lose. Uh, and I thought, hey, I'm not going to. Uh, but that whatever happened between them is none of my business. Right. I'm not, I'm not getting involved in this. But if you want to have a drink, he was kind of cute. So I thought, yeah, okay. Uh, and, and I did say, but can you please, you know, debrief me on who you are and what you are and whatever, you know, I, other than just the guy at the bar that was like, hi. Did you so, like appropriately Google stock him? His LinkedIn, his Facebook, oh God, all yes. the things. Oh God, of course okay. I did. Of course I did. We even know how much he paid for his house. So. Uh, <laughs> Are you kidding? Charlie Brigali? Charlie Brigali. I, I know his underwear size. can find anything no, on no, it. Char Charlie, Charlie is Brigali is our desk. Charlie yeah. has access to all kinds of things. Oh, I see. So he you can find out. I can find out. What, I, I, I did a DNA test on the guy.
uh, Charlie is, you don't go do anything without running someone through the Charlie Regali filter. Totally. No, he, He's uh, the guy I, who calls you shop girl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, no, I called, <laughs> I called, um, I know I, I wrote him back and just said, uh, just tell, tell me something about yourself. Chopper four is over his yes. house. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. I, we've had, we've had under surveillance for a week and a half. So he, he wrote this love. He sounds like an interesting guy. And I thought, you know, hey. I'm not, it's not like I'm going to slow dance with him. Right. <laughs> is he age appropriate? He looked like he was age appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. A, yeah. Why you ask yeah. that? Well, because no, it's important. Yeah. I, you know, it's I don't. You know, some thirty-year-olds can be cute, but it's like yeah. I don't want to go out with anyone in their thirties or 40. I don't want. I want to stay in my range only because I I want to be able to talk to someone who's lived yeah. and has uh, has had a life and and can relate. They don't have to say, hey, when I was in fifth grade, didn't you love, you know, sitting on the dock of the bay? Yeah, I love that in fifth grade. It's not, I don't need something that granular. But you want someone that has lived, and, and every decade brings brings maturity and wisdom, one hopes. And I I just find people in their 50s are more interesting than people, guys in their 40s, and way more interesting than guys in their 30s, no offense. You know, and, and I'm sure guys in their 30s look at me and go, yeah, whatever. Yeah, mom. You know? <laughs> Don't you have a carpool you got to go pick up? If you had a theme song, what would it be? What's your walk-up song? Oh, what is my walk-up song? Oh, it's got to be Pit Pitbull. I know you want me. <laughs> is that just Pitbull? Yeah, totally. I mean, exi- yeah, yeah, it's got to be Pitbull. One, two, three, three four, uno, dos, dos tres, cuatro. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, that's my walk-up song. I love that. You post Just a lot of photos, too, um, of your, your and you talk very favorably about Rappahannock County and your that house is, out there. That's my new heaven. That's How'd you fall in place. love with that place? How'd you find it? You know, it? it's weird because you know, I'm, I'm going I'm to get all, you know, uh, woo-woo on you. Um, I really feel uh, that um, I feel a real con- I'm a pa- I'm a pagan, if that means anything to anybody, I'm, uh, which is just an earth-based religion. So I'm always for the last 20 years been 20 years have been um, a practicing pagan in that it's like people who meditate you just want to you want to be in the earth's flow and you want to be open to the energy of the earth and the energy of the universe and because I was that way 20 years ago I was called felt drawn to the river I had an epiphany uh, while I was doing a stand up at, at Annapolis salty air hit my face and I turned to my camera and suddenly I had this oh my god I have to move to water and that was February 27th and May 13th of that year I was in my house on the water because wow. you've got to execute when the universe tells you when the gods tell you to do something you must do it and that has been an amazing adventure for me and my my family and all the people that have been impacted by that decision mm-hmm. and I have seen people impacted by that one epiphany that I had from February 27th, 1999. I had a similar call to Rappahannock County. Mm -hmm. So I think the gods, if you will, let me uh, bear with me. Um, I think the gods, um, whatever purpose I had in being on water and being near that element Mm -hmm. uh, and what that was supposed to do to inform me and inform my spirit, my consciousness, I think now I need to go to, to land and to rock and to mountains because that's a very different energy and that's going to teach me a different another lesson so i've learned all the lessons i can from the water i now have to go to the mountains oh. that makes sense yeah I, I haven't heard you talk about being a pagan before when mm. when you bring that up do people give you kind of a weird look or do I, you get you know, a chance to explain i don't 
really bring it up. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm bringing it up now because I don't give a damn what anyone thinks anymore, especially with people who are in organized religion. They're so in your face that I thought, well, why can't I be like that? You know, <laughs> um, it's it's a personal thing. It's one of the I mean, pagan is the umbrella group of the Wiccans and the Druids and, the, and any number of things. But it's just a, one of the it's the oldest religion. Because it's uh, an earth-based religion that really you just celebrate what your what the earth gives you, and you just constantly try to stay in its flow and stay in harmony with it, and not cause any damage. So uh, when people when I say that, I think because the word pagan, the Catholic Church, you know, oh, you're a bloody pagan. I was thinking that from like growing up Catholic. You know, but yeah, pagan was sort of was viewed as a devil worshiper when in fact pagans do not believe in in a, a devil because uh, evil is a creation of humans. The earth did not create the universe did not create an evil being or an you know the earth can create catastrophes and can cause suffering. But that's just the earth being itself and or or reacting to reactions of human uh, human life on it. So uh, for me, I, I don't care. I, I, you know, if I do bring it up, uh, people go, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, do you like, how do you do that? And it's like you just you do it. I'm a solo practitioner, a uh, solitary practitioner. You just do it every day in your life. You just you just have a commitment to just being um focused and and as I'm getting older I'm getting better at it because I'm learning to to turn down the noise and not react I think we are we are we are reactive creatures and I think that does us a great deal of harm as we're seeing from all the anger that is Mm -hmm. out there because people are not happy and I think people um, feel diminished for some reason and feel like they don't have a voice and may just be frustrated because they feel like they're out of control in their lives or their dreams haven't been uh, achieved or even they're not even on the path to them. And I feel for those, for those kinds of people. I don't want to be that kind of person. So when people say, but your house at the river is amazing, it is amazing. And it's on the market if someone wants to go <laughs> feel. And people have always walked into my house, and I'm sorry you guys weren't out there. I know. And said, Well, now that it's on the market, we can go yeah, throw a party, right? Yeah, yes, absolutely. As long as we clean up, right? Yeah. People walk into my house and have always gone, wow, your house has such a cool feel to it. And that's part of the house, because I was drawn to this particular 1920s bungalow, and that house has its own energy and its own life. And then the water is feeding into it constantly. So the, I'm feeling the same thing because I was drawn to a 1920s old farmhouse in Rappahannock. And when I walked into it, the house was so calm and had such a great spirit. Um, and that's my house out there now. But I really wanted to build a house uh, only because I've never done that. And I wanted to have that experience in my life. And uh my ex-boyfriend was building a house in Martha's Vineyard when I first met him and I helped him with this process and he said as a creative you need to build a house so I just found land on the side of a hill of a slope that looks into the Rappahannock Valley last March and have been working with an architect and a builder and the house is going up and it has been an amazing process and it's not easy to stay calm because it's, <laughs> it's like money. Oh, my God. So I'll end up selling when, when that delivers at the end of this year. But this house is – I designed it with my architect, Jay Monroe, and who's an architect out there and is really uh, adamant about your house 
reflecting the land and sitting on the land the right way. Mm -hmm. First thing he said to me is, you are not putting up a white farmhouse. He goes, if you want to, that's fine. I'm not your architect. Oh. And I said, I'm actually not. I'm kind of done with the, with the white farmhouse looking things. So this is a, and everyone who has come to my land gets quiet and stares and says, oh my God, this land has such a great feel to it. And I said, yeah, I know. That's why, that's why it was given to me. That's why I was, I was allowed to find it. And um, a, my best friend who has known me for 40 years, she came and, and stood on the land before we started building. And she turned to me and she said, this is the river. And I said, I know. That's why I'm, I can leave the river because this is the river. It's the same. feels the same way. It's the, right, it's the same energy. And that's when I knew I'd made the right decision. Wow, we have run the gamut. <laughs> <laughs> When I have reveal. some crystals I'd like to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> or can I do my white rabbit? One pill makes you larger. <laughs> it's amazing. And I'm actually, it's funny because there's so many people in the district have homes out in Rappahannock County. But unlike Rehoboth, where everyone's like on the beach and, you know, Rappahannock has so many uh, hollows, hollows and, and nooks and crannies and and back roads and mountains and you you don't realize it till you run into them at a festival or in a restaurant and think what you live out here mm -hmm. i'm stunned at how many people in the district have homes out there wow. and a lot of them are really spiritual there's a guy out there john henry if you look him up who has created he's a he's been working for like 10 15 years with stones off his property i have gigantic granite rocks boulders on my property and he's created like a stone hinge and a, a stone amphitheater that can hold 500 people. You should Google John Henry. On his property? On his property. Wow. wow. Does he yeah. use it? Oh, yeah. And they have a big pagan festival that I need to get <laughs> invited to, Mr. Henry. <laughs> uh, but I've met so many uh, people who are trying to be better humans and make the human experience for others for your time on earth to be uh, satisfying and healthy and so I think that might be the next thing I go I do out there I might use my house as a place for salons or retreats or whatever I want to the news business is a lot of noise mm -hmm. and it's important as we have discovered in the last couple of years uh, for our democracy it's important to have news but there is so much noise, and I don't know, I wonder how much harm not we're doing, but the noise of our loud culture and society. We are so loud and so fast and, and, and so oblivious to, to ourselves as organic beings. And I just think it's, it's, it's just toxic, and it's going to bring us to ruin <laughs> if we don't arrest it individually and 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 find our individual centers and uh and and find a peace within us that will that will will be like a, a balm uh to nurture us when we go through these loud uh crazy times around us it's amazing that you say that as a as a newscaster and a broadcaster and uh you speak about that and i will tell you with my husband 
we found we would get into these we'd watch the news and we'd get in the most ridiculous fights not about what was going on in the news over stupid things like wait like wendy's dress <laughs> like wendy said look at that woman wear that dress i think she looks great her eyes are puffy no they're not they are puffy compare them to yesterday so being able to and we realize that pattern and we're like okay we understand that the news is important to watch not just because what we do for a living but because we are humans and live in washington dc and participate in it but maybe we need to consume it either separately or in different ways rather than than, but i mean but that's really look at just since trump became president i have friends who can't go to christmas dinner anymore because their sister you know says this and then her husband says this and 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 people are storming out we yep. can't even have a discussion. I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, there's so much toxicity. And the other thing I'm hearing is I can't watch the news anymore. Right. I don't watch the news on television ever, except when I'm in our newsroom. I don't even have cable in my house. I cannot watch the news. I just watch Netflix and Amazon Prime. I have to read the news. To me, it's a calm way of getting information. You get a ton of it, and I can sit with it and digest it much easier than the, the loud voices and, and coming at me, you know, like, a, like an ice, like a, like a blizzard that's horizontal, you know. Wins. And I think a lot of people feel that way, but of course, you're, I'll go back, you're a broadcaster, mm-hmm. and you're probably a mentor to young people that are getting into this industry. So what would you tell them as, as you're saying, I can't even watch the news? Well, I, I don't, um, it's not that I can't watch the news. I don't watch it because that's not how I want to consume it. You remember in my newsroom where I'm, where I'm in the newsroom all day, all the TVs are on. You talk all the time. It's loud in there. Yeah. And the other day during the Matt Whitaker uh, hearing last week, uh, well, for starters, the, the house committee, they were just screaming at each other. And then they'd start yelling at him, and and Calvin was was logging it next to me, the writer, Calvin uh, Robinson. And I turned him. Well, I, I was gonna. I was losing my mind. I, I was losing my freaking mind. <laughs> I was like, you got to turn this off. Can we, can we cuss? Sure. Yeah. Okay. You got to turn this shit off. <laughs> I cannot. I'm gonna run out of this newsroom screaming if I don't get a break from this freaking noise. It was so toxic. Yep. I couldn't. It wasn't helpful. It wasn't helpful to me as a human. It was as if someone was like throwing shit on me. Yeah. I was like, why would I sit there and have this? There's no good was going to come from this other than drama and theater. But I go to the theater to see drama. I don't want to see my government degenerate into this. Nothing happened. Except everyone was making the point. I thought, how many of you are running for president on this? <laughs> All day? of them, as a matter oh of fact. Oh my god! We started a list of who's and not I running thought, for president. Even Matt Whitaker is he running for president? <laughs> it's just, I heard I'm, you were. Is so you not announcing your presidency? Of the, it's just, I, I just think it's become such a circus that yeah, I just have to run away from it. Now I think what what I'm I'm in the middle of the of the sausage factory, so. Right. It's going to be loud and noisy and awful, and I think by the time we have edited it and sculpted it into a product that the, we then deliver at five o'clock, it's more calm mm-hmm. and and it's it's been 
cut up nicely into okay. little pieces and we're serving you. You know, it's not like you go into the back kitchen of a great restaurant and the chef's throwing knives and they're all yelling at each other. But outside it's, you know, the violins are playing or soft jazz and here comes your beautiful uh, plate of food. That's how I feel like like it is. But I, I sometimes am feeling like I'm not just in, you know, in a in a hot kitchen. I feel like I'm in a slaughterhouse. I, I really feel like it is a bloody, nasty. Worse than it's ever been mess yeah and that's universal you watched tv i mean mean, yeah but but you've been in the industry for a long time but yeah i just think the decorum and the respect is gone oh my god i'm just i'm stunned it's like what happened to capitol hill when obama was in office the republicans wouldn't let him do anything then Trump gets in office and they start screaming, well, the, the, the Democrats are going to be obstructionist. It's, I'm just tired of the, the hypocrisy of both sides. It's just gotten to the point that I feel like we're just we're utterly paralyzed, utterly paralyzed. So I, 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 I'm like putting my parachute on and, and eyeing the door because I'm worried this plane's going to start going to be circling down wow. you know i just want wow. to sh- parachute out of here i mean people can't watch the news these days we can't watch it they can't go to dinner with their relatives it's who are we this is supposed to be the greatest country ever who are we where's the civility why can't we just have a, d- a discussion and what i'm loving with 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 this new zen i'm trying to get <laughs> is that uh and bourbon is helping is uh is listening mm-hmm. why must everyone weigh in some guy at this lovely guy at a, at a at a birthday lunch at the palm that i that i go to every year and he you know he loves trump and every you know it was the second year when we we're there i said to him well how are you liking him now because the reasons he gave me for liking him the year before seemed to have evaporated. And he said, you know, he gave me his opinion and said, but, you know, I don't like him for this reason, and I, I think he's a horrible human being, but I'm glad he's done this and he's done that and, you know, whatever. And I just listened to him. Okay. Why, why do we all have to weigh in? Why is everyone's opinion, you feel like someone's taken a pound of flesh out of you. It's just their opinion. Let them have it. Let it go up into the air like they're exhaling, and that's fine. Like they yawned. It's just some CO2. Let it go or whatever. Is it CO2? I think so. Okay, thanks. Methane or something. No, no, the cows produce methane, but you know what? Some people's (laughs) opinions are methane. I I spent a lot of time in uh, in English class, not in math or science. No, it's just to me, so now when people, especially if people are getting all agitated about something political Mm -hmm. or, or, or they come up and say, you people in the media. Yeah. I was, last year, if you came up to me and said, you people in the media, I would have ripped you to shreds. I had just, <laughs> and, I, and then I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. Because I, I, you know, I didn't care. And, yeah. and I thought, did we lose a viewer? I don't care. He's not even key demo. He's, old, he's over 54, so. <laughs> we say the F word? Sure. So I thought, fuck him. He's over 54. I don't, we don't, don't watch me. I don't want you to watch me, you moron. You know, and, and that's terrible. That's a terrible way to be. You know, and so um, now yeah. when people say, you know, you people in the media, I'll, I'll listen to them. And then I'll gently ask them questions. Well, are you associating us with cable? You got to remember they have a, a huge appetite that they have to feed. They tend, they have to in order to, you know, they have to have an opinion. 
because that's how cable works. Mm -hmm. You can't, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're not going to make any money on cable if you don't, because all of you know, it's your choir. It's you're you're preaching to the choir, and the right. choir is watching you. Whatever your flavor, so whatever might be. your flavor is, it's a, that's the beauty of of the the new generation of media that we have. So um, I ask them some gentle questions, and then I and I just say, what business are you in? You are. Uh, you're you're a plumber. Well, you know, I've heard people say, you know, the plumber charges me seventy five dollars just to drive up in the driveway, or you know, you're you're in you're ripping people off because you know you guys overcharge for this, and you know it's a lot of scams, or you're a roofer or whatever. And I said, you know, in your business, in your industry, you have bad people, or you have people who are not living up to the ethic of your industry. And I'm sure you have to counter that sometimes. We do too, especially with podcasts and with bloggers. You know, everyone's lumping us all together. So if I just kind of say, have you seen us? Have you watched me? Have you seen my 5 o'clock show? Well, before you condemn us all, if you're near a TV, I invite you to watch. And if you don't like it, then, then come tell me. But don't lump me in with everyone else and don't lump us all in. Because if you did that with everyone, you'd never go to a doctor, you never go to a dentist, you never get your house built, you never, you'd never have someone mow your lawn, you'd never have someone cut down your tree. Because there's scammers and bad people in all of those industries. You just blew my mind. That's, Why? That's it, it, yeah. awesome. I'm stealing that with credit, but that's that's an incredible way to, to put anything, any business, right? Like, wow. Wendy Rear, National Treasure. Really? Yeah, that's a great. Okay. That's, that's a great. That's a very much a big smoke thing to say. Totally. You're coming... Oh my God, I am big smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wendy Rieger, thank you for joining us. Thank you. This has been so great. We laughed. We cried. All of the oh things. Oh my gosh. We we had Zen. We meditated. Uh huh. We had we, bourbon. You know, we everything had, was. We had bourbon. We had everything. I love you guys. Aww. I'm so excited. You guys are doing this. Thank you very much. I'm and you so are glad. welcome. We have been. We have been. Uh, it, wandering in the desert for the last few months with you not on the air but fortunately you've been in our newsroom which is great we just love you so much it's been incredible and Kelly I love I love it whenever I get to see you and your husband Aww. that was so yeah. fun that night I know I love I know that's, what, that's a great restaurant I love that restaurant mm -hmm. by the way Kelly's husband who's upstairs he I worked know. from home today because Wendy Rieger was coming with puffy eyes. Damn it! <laughs> oh my god I'm, he loves okay, you anyway. I'm putting my sunglasses on before we go back upstairs <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Thank you.